0: Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind blowing neuroscience of pain and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. Today, I am going to be sharing why using a pain journal is important, 10 things to include in a pain journal, and a few tips to using a pain journal. So if you have chronic pain, this is going to be a fun topic today. So be sure to stay through the whole video. Hi, Randy, Um, because I am going to do a giveaway at the end. So you'll you'll have to stay till the end to figure out how to be eligible for this free giveaway. So um, since we're talking um, about why it's important to use a pain journal and what you should consider recording in your pain journal, let me know in the comments if you're currently using a pain journal or have you thought about using a pain journal or are you currently using one but not consistent with it? Um, Just let me know in the comments. So um, we all know that life with chronic pain is, can be totally unpredictable. Like one second you're doing okay. And then the next you can't think because you're in pain up to your eyeballs. Right. And what's worse is not knowing what caused the pain this time around. And when the pain flares without warning, you're kind of left wondering like, what did I do wrong? And not knowing what it was can make you even more cautious and afraid to schedule activities for fear that the pain will get worse. And that is no way to live our lives. So, um, if you don't know me, my name is Alyssa Wolf and I'm a chronic pain specialist, and I'm the founder of the chronic pain breakup method. And I understand how life with chronic pain is so unpredictable. And that is why one of the skills that I teach in my, my clients in my program is how to recognize triggers so we can work with them to reduce their impact whenever possible. And that's one reason why using a pain journal is so important. Because in order to gain control over your pain, you need to be able to confidently identify what triggers Your pain. So you can then understand how to work around those triggers and respond to pain flares appropriately. Right. So, uh, using a pain journal can not only help you identify those patterns in your pain, it can also help you stay more consistent with your routines and your healthy habits, which then can all lead to being better able to control your pain and feeling more confident about scheduling events and activities with your loved ones. Right. So Journaling can be a very useful tool as part of your pain management toolbox, but you don't need to be a good writer or have good handwriting to use a pain journal. You don't even need to write incomplete sentences. And I think that's a common misconception with journaling. Using a pain journal should not feel like a chore. Really a quick two minute journal entry can be very powerful. And using a template for your journal entries can be really helpful to make this process as quick and as smooth as possible. So if you're watching, let me know a couple of things that you like to include in your journal or things that you think you should include in your pain journal. Let me know what those things are in the comments. And just to be clear, we're not talking about journaling to write down all of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions here, like a diary. We're, we're talking about, we're not talking about writing a diary, right? Like if you do that, that is great. I think that is a wonderful practice. And I honestly wish I could do it, but today we're not talking about diary, writing a diary. We're talking about using a pain journal as a pain management tool. So as promised, I'm going to be sharing 10 things that I think you should include or consider including in your pain journal. So let's go over what those things are. So number one, we want to include your goals for the week and for the month. So in your journal, you want to create a space to write down any goals that you have for the day, for the week or the month, so that you can then stay focused on that bigger picture. Then each day, every day, you can then reflect back on your weekly and monthly goals so that you can keep that ball moving uh, down the field towards the goal, right? Number two, we want to include a habit tracker for your healthy routines and your healthy habits. So your journal should include a space where you can list off and then check off any of the healthy habits or routines and pain management drills and strategies that you want to consistently practice. And then you can check them off each day as each day goes by. Now that is going to help you stay consistent with practicing those healthy habits and healthy routines. Okay. Then number three, we want to include a space for writing down gratitudes and affirmations. So a daily gratitude practice can improve your overall well-being, and it can help you to recognize all the things that you're grateful for in your life and no matter how small they seem. So writing down positive affirmations in your journal can help you kind of overcome some of those negative thoughts and beliefs. So that can be very important. Number four, we want to include the weather. So tracking the weather, may help you see if there is a relationship between the weather and your pain, recognizing these trends, with the weather can help you plan for days where your pain might be worse due to changes in the weather. Okay. Number five, we want to include any activities that you do during that day. So keeping track of big physical activities and, and mental activities as well that you performed each day such as going on a long walk through the airport or doing four loads of laundry or spending a lot of time pulling weeds in the yard, writing that stuff down can be helpful to figure out what your physical limits are. So you don't have to keep constantly overdoing it and causing more unpredictable pain flares, right? Okay. Number six, you want to include any things that you did to, or used to, to try to treat your pain that day. So it's a good idea to list what methods you use to manage your pain or other symptoms, whether that was taking medications or supplements or doing various therapies or modalities, drill strategy or whatever. And that way you will begin to start seeing trends and figure out which pain management tools, strategies, drills, et cetera, are going to be the most effective for you, right? Number seven, you wanna create a space to list factors that you encountered that day that may amplify your pain or your stress, okay? So listing um, other factors besides the weather or besides those daily activities, those things that you're doing each day uh, is important to help you understand what things cause your pain to worsen. And it may be challenging to identify what those factors are at first. So in the beginning, you should include as many things as you can think of. So for example, you may list things like eating dairy or gluten, drinking alcohol or caffeine, wearing uncomfortable shoes or arguing with your spouse, or maybe hearing bad news on TV or on radio, right? The more things that you can list. The better. And over time, you'll get better at recognizing which ones of those are actually triggers. Okay. Number eight, we want to create a space in that journal to track certain metrics. Um, so, those metrics don't, you don't have to include all of these, but those could include your energy level, your stress level, your activity tolerance, your mood, and then your sleep quality and sleep quantity. So, you may want to Track certain health metrics using an objective value, such as a scale from zero to 10, or by rating it um, from like moderate, fair, or poor. I recommend tracking your mat- metrics visually whenever possible on a monthly scale, and that's going to help you see these trends over time. Um, you can also see if there are relationships between your pain and these metrics. So, for example, you may notice that you have more pain the days that you um, after you get poor sleep or on the days that your stresses uh, stress levels are higher right um, Number nine we want you to write down any unusual symptoms that are experienced that day so it can be helpful to write down if you experience any unusual symptoms that are out of the ordinary for you. It is excessive to write down all of the symptoms that you experience on a daily basis so if you're, Usual symptoms, if your day-to-day symptoms have not changed, don't write them down every day. Only write down the unusual symptoms that pop up, okay? Now, um, before I move on and share number 10, let me know, do you think it's a good idea in the comments, let me know. Do you think it's a good idea to include pain intensity on your pain journal or not? Let me know, tell me yes or no in the comments. Should we include pain intensity in our pain journal, yes or no? So number 10 is the 10th thing that I suggest that you can um, record in your pain journal is alarm sensitivity instead of pain intensity. So I don't actually recommend recording pain in your journal. The less you focus on pain, the better. And the more you tune into the pain, the more you focus on it, you think about it, you dwell on it, the worse it tends to get. Additionally, using that 0 to 10 pain scale is a very unreliable tool. And in my opinion, the only time we should be using that 0 to 10 pain scale is when we're required to rate our pain level at our doctor's office. So I recommend ditching that pain scale altogether in your personal life. What I like to track instead of, um, instead of pain intensity is overall alarm sensitivity, right? So chronic pain, As we know is associated with a hypersensitive nervous system, but that sensitivity of the nervous system does fluctuate day to day, hour by hour. We call that sensitivity of the nervous system at any given moment, it's alarm sensitivity. When alarm sensitivity is low, things are relatively good and it takes a larger stimulus to generate pain. When alarm sensitivity is high, on the other hand, it takes a much smaller stimulus to cause the pain to worsen or flare up. So, I recommend recording your alarm sensitivity in your pain journal using a little diagram that looks something like a speedometer. So you can kind of rate it um, from on a dial, sort of like this. And I'll show a picture in a moment, but um, so you can see what I'm talking about. But So those are the 10 things that you should consider including in your pain journal. You certainly do not have to include everything that I mentioned. And I recommend choosing the ones that are the most relevant to you. So no matter what, your goal should be to make your journal entries as quick and easy as possible. They shouldn't take a long time to fill in. And I would in fact challenge you to try to keep your journal entries to two minutes or less you can keep it short by using, um, by using bullet points and by using a pre-made template. Now you could use a pre-made template or make one of your own if you're super crafty and you like that kind of DIY sort of thing. Now, um, if you are interested, I have a pre-made journal template that includes everything that I listed here and more and it's, it's called my chronic pain notebook. Um, I am going to see if I can show a screenshot of it. Let me see, screen share button. I just need to make sure I find the right screen. Give me a moment. Let's see. Um, I'm going to try this and see what happens. Okay, so like I said, um, I have this pre-made template. This is called the Chronic Pain Notebook, and it basically includes everything that I was talking about. And I should, I said that I would um, show a graphic of what alarm sensitivity is. So basically a little speedometer type of thing like this guy can be included in your pain journal to rate your alarm sensitivity. All you have to do is draw a little arch and then a little arrow indicating where you feel like your, um, pain, uh, alarm sensitivity, not your pain, your alarm sensitivity is rated at that day. Um, but this pre-made, um, uh, chronic pain notebook includes pages for, um, habit trackers. It has a monthly journal entries, which can, um, record certain metrics, um, on this graph. So you get a visual representation of all of these metrics over the course of a month. Um, we have a weekly journal entry page and we have a daily journal entry page. This, um, chronic pain notebook also includes a flare-up toolkit, a flare-up tracker, a separate page for tracking flare-ups, a one page health log to record all of your medical history in one place, and a health visit page, which is something that you can print out and fill out and take with you to your doctor visits to make them go more smoothly. So, this is the chronic pain notebook. Um, this is something that is available for download for, uh, and I normally sell it for $14.99. So, if you are interested in that, um, you can access that. I will share a link to purchase that in the comments. Um but I did mention at the start of this video that I would be doing a giveaway. So, um I will be giving away a free copy of this chronic pain notebook to anyone who is hanging out on my live, is still watching this video. So, to be eligible to get a free copy of the chronic pain notebook, I want you to comment the word giveaway in the comments of this video and the Of the first five people who um, comment giveaway in the comments, I am going to choose one person randomly. I'm going to pull a name out of a hat and I'm going to send this chronic pain notebook to you for free just for watching. And again, um, if you don't receive that giveaway, there will be a link posted so you can check out the chronic pain notebook for yourself. If that's something that you are interested in. So that is all I have to say for today. Thank you for watching. I hope this was helpful information and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, battling chronic pain with neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.